as we go forward. And so uh, I want to today uh, to just remind you to get those two books, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. Also, uh, From Breakdown to Breakthrough, My Journey to Soul Health, okay? Um, we want you to go to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. I'll get you all the information for those. If you want to, if you want to know how to uh, donate into this ministry, you can do a couple of ways. You can um, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, you can subscribe, um, you know, to uh, you know, and just watch the videos. And then you 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 know you'll be able to um, you know help that financially that way. You can give Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, um, Zelle. You can do those as well. And um, you know, the, this ministry can only function and we can only uh, go to the nations. We can only go to the people uh, if we have financial backing. So <clears throat> go ahead and donate to that. Um, I'm planning on hoping I'm bringing a team to Alaska this year for a couple of weeks to do uh, street ministry. And if you want to be a part of that, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. And we'll get the information out. It'll be during the summertime. And then uh, uh, hopefully someone <clears throat> will help me to drive uh, my car from Alaska back to here. Anyway, that's that. I want to thank you for joining me today. And, and I want to welcome you. This is the beginning of January. We're going to be doing some great things. We're, right now, we're going through the book of John. And, um, and we're right now on chapter 2. Okay, so if you go to the Gospel of John, chapter 2, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. I gave my other Bibles away, my New King James, and also my um, um, my New King James, and also my uh, uh, New American Standard. I had to get another one of those, um, just so that I have something else uh, to read other than online, because I'm using all of my tablets to... Uh, to record. So that's how it is. Actually, I think coffee is addicted to me. I don't think I'm addicted to coffee, but that's how it is. Well, anyway, welcome. It's it's Wednesday the 3rd. And now I want to go to uh, John chapter 2, but let's start off with prayer. Holy Spirit, I thank you for being here. Jesus, I'm asking you uh, to help me set aside me and, uh, and, and, and and put out in front you and only speak what you have uh, to say, not what necessarily I have to say, and that many people will be blessed. This is Hope, the year Hope for the Hopeless. And that's the title of my uh, minister, that's the title of my series this year um, on YouTube, podcasting, and also on Facebook here. Um, I'm going to try to figure out how to put it on TikTok and also on Instagram. So if anybody is, is capable of doing those things, uh, feel free to contact me and we can, we can go from there. Um, uh, so here we are in John chapter 2. Uh, I'm starting in the book of John because uh, when I was born again in 1973, I remember the first thing they said was read the gospel of John first. And so I read the Gospel of John first, and and really 
having Jesus, we learned it yesterday, having Jesus being the exact image of the Father, I get to know what God is like through what Jesus is like, okay? Many people have, um, have this feeling that God is sitting on a throne with a big stick ready to beat us if we need to, uh, if he needs to beat us and, um, and keep us from, uh, from sin. That's not God. He doesn't have a long white beard and, you know, uh, waiting for us to be um, uh, bad. Uh, I believe this, that the wrath of God was poured out on the cross, on Jesus. And if we receive Jesus as Savior, as Lord, then uh, we don't receive the condemnation. The Bible says that in John chapter three, and we'll get into it, uh, is that Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And that um, if we, uh, that he didn't condemn anybody, but those who do not believe are condemned already. So we walk out of condemnation into the light of Jesus and into the forgiveness of God. And in uh, Romans chapter eight, he says, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, amen? All right, so let's get to John chapter two. I've been excited about this part. Um, those of you who watched The Chosen have seen this scene, the wedding at Cana. Now Cana is um, uh, means sea of reeds, okay? Cana means sea of reeds. And, and you remember in Isaiah where he says, um, he will not destroy a broken reed. Okay, it's a symbol of man. But, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, that's what Cana means. Now the Bible says here, now it's the third day, there was a wedding feast in, in the Galilean uh, village of Cana. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I want to speak about this. The, um, in the Near Eastern um uh, Cana, uh, Capernaum, all these places, um, they had a, a wedding on the third day. Why was that? Well, if you read in Genesis chapter 1, verses 10 and 12, you, know, you can read all three of them. Um, Jesus, or God, uh, you know, the, 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 the triunity of the Godhead um, breaks the ground up, has the sea and the land, and he said it was good. And then in verse uh, 11 and 12, he talks about he created the herbs of the field and he said it is good. It's the only day that God twice said it was good. And the uh, Eastern, uh, especially the Hebrews, the Jews, they believe that, that Wednesday or Tuesday is, is the day to be married because that was the day of double blessing. And, and Isaiah 61 verse 7, that they receive a double blessing for their shame, a double for their dis disrespect, okay? <clears throat> so they're looking for the double here. And, and so people getting married on Tuesday. Now, don't forget too, that their weddings lasted like three to five days, sometimes a week. Um, and so uh, I was at a wedding in, in Europe where it lasted a week. I was like, wow, <laughs> the big party. So you can understand how they would run out of wine. Anyway, and the mother of Jesus was there, okay? So a lot of people believe that this was a wedding of a, a relative or a very close friend of Jesus' family. And um, because Mary was there, uh, she was invited, and, uh, and Jesus was there, he, uh, he was invited, and he had 
and he, he brought his disciples with him. Um, and they were all invited to the banquet, okay? Um, this is why I believe that there was, this was probably a family member. I don't know who. It doesn't say who, but, you know, that's the only reason why, uh, that, that's one reason why I believe that Mary was there as well. So, <clears throat> but the, uh, the Bible says here in verse uh, two and three, it says that there were so many guests in attendance, they ran out of wine. All right. They ran out of wine. And when Mary realized it, she came to him and asked, they have no wine. Can't you do something about it? Now, this thing about wine, uh, you remember Jesus said that you can't put new wine in old wineskins. All right. It was a form of religion. This is a picture as well as an actual story, but it is a picture also that religion cannot uh, religion will always run out. Religion will always fall short. Religion will always fail, okay? <clears throat> and, and, and we have to come to grips with that. Uh, remember, religion is reaching up toward God, trying to make us worthy. And, um, and, and, and we don't have to do that, uh, actually. We don't have to be uh, try to reach up constantly to God. We have to go through these rituals. I remember I was brought up in the Roman church and and um, and and they had a bunch of rituals. You had to do certain things. You had to go to confession on Saturday so you can be worthy to receive uh, the communion on Sunday. Um, and I remember it. I used to, I used to go into the confessional and tell the priests and just make up some stuff because really, I mean, come on, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't realize, you know, because they they had this thing on venial sins and mortal sins, you know, these big sins and little sins, and um, so I would make stuff up, and I think the pre the, the the priest knew it, but I made stuff up, and then at the end of it, I would also say, and I lied. And, uh, and that's how I did that thing. So I'm making him think, you know, I'm just this really bad kid. But I really, you know, I mean, I didn't, um, you know, I was a sinner, but uh, I wasn't as bad as I came across uh, in that confessional. But I remember <clears throat> going there and then he would give me these prayers to pray for the absolvance. He, he said he absolved me of it all. It just kind of cracked me up. But anyway, uh, religion will make you do things um, <clears throat> to try to be better. And, um, you know, I know uh, a lot of people, they, they, uh, they, they observe the Sabbath, okay? And there's nothing wrong with observing the Sabbath, but their life uh, through the other six days are, they live like hell. And um, and so what's the sense? I mean, the whole point about religion is not to um, is not to get closer to Jesus. The, the point of religion is to make you feel better about yourself. Okay, I know people who go to church because they are obligated to go on Sunday or Saturday. It doesn't matter. And they're obligated to go once a week. And then it's nothing but an obligation to them. All right. Remember. When, uh, and this wine will always run out and you will always fall short, uh, always. You, you know, the Bible says that our, all our righteousness is like filthy rags to the Lord. It's just 
filthy. And God doesn't want that. God doesn't want filthy rags. God wants us to come to him because he made him who knew no sin, Corinthians says, to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ, okay? So God formed, God made Jesus become that sin for us. And that sacrifice makes us the righteousness of God. So we don't need religion. We don't need religious activity. People go, uh, I remember uh, when, when, I, when I was saved, I went to a Baptist church for a while, and there's nothing wrong with the Baptist church. But um, their thing was, see how many people you can uh, ask to have pray the prayer of salvation in a year. And I had like seven one year. And, um, and, I, and I won a contest for having seven people pray the prayer, but I just wonder where they're at today. Now I just go out and I do witnessing and I, 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 I try to get people to encounter God. I don't get them to say a prayer. I get them to encounter God and God does the stuff. God can do it. Now, if, if, they, if they wanna go deeper, fine. If they don't, that's fine too. I want them to encounter God. I want them to encounter the Holy Spirit. I want them to encounter the Father because God is so good. So you'll always find here, like when, <clears throat> like when Mary comes to him and says they've run out of wine, you know, you, a lot of times you just run out of religious duties, religious activities, and you don't see a need for God. And God does not want a religious activity. The Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. So you don't do religious things. You just obey the voice of the Lord and you come closer to him. So they ran out of wine, okay? And, and when Mary realized it, and I, I don't know how she realized it, she probably saw, oh no, the servants are coming later. Um, there's no more wine. They're starting to grumble uh, there. She came to Jesus and said, they have no wine. They have no religious stuff that they can do anymore. Can't you do something about it? All right. Now, this is Mary hoping that Jesus would perform a miracle. Mary knew full well who Jesus was. She knew he was God, but she also knew that this family member did not want to be embarrassed. Okay. Did not want to be um, uh, ridiculed or despised because they ran out of wine. Now, it doesn't say that they were poor, but I can only imagine that they were poor and they just, they just ran out of wine or they had just too many people show up. And, um, and Jesus replied to her, okay? And this running out of wine, I want to just say one more thing. This running out of wine uh, is a symbol or can be a picture of running out of joy. They just ran out of, out of hope. They ran out of only what Jesus can give. When you get stuck in religion, you are hopeless. You do not gain more hope. You do not gain more joy. Okay, you have just fulfilled an obligation. So Jesus replies to her, my dear one, don't you understand that if I do this, it won't change anything for you, but it will change everything for me. My, un my hour of unveiling my power has not yet come. Okay, now for Mary, it wasn't anything. But for Jesus to perform a miracle like this, it would change everything for him. 
He couldn't be stealth anymore. He couldn't. He had not yet revealed himself as the Messiah. We'll read in chapter 4 when he does for the first time. But it doesn't change anything for Mary. But Jesus, his life is going to totally change. Now, don't forget also that Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. He only said what he heard the Father speaking. He didn't do anything of his own initiative. So at that moment, he wasn't seeing God do anything regarding this wine. And then Mary, verse 5, then went to the servers and told them, whatever Jesus tells you, make sure that you do it. <laughs> um, I remember I was going to Latvia with my then family, and um, I was moving there, and a friend of mine uh, named Matt, he came up to me and he said, um, whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. And I was like, wow. It was just an incredible prophetic word for me going in there. And then so whatever Jesus told me to do, I did. Mary goes, disregards what Jesus says. Mary just tells the servants, do what he says. Now, again, I told you I was raised in the Roman church. And um, uh, this is a verse they use to make you go to Mary to pray. Remember, if God doesn't answer your prayer, go to Mary. That's his mother. You can, you can you know, go to her and she'll fight on your behalf. Well, the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible doesn't teach that you go to Mary. The Bible says that there is one mediator between God and man, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. Okay? Now, in verse 6, now there were six stone water pots. Okay? Six is the number of man. Okay, standing nearby, and they were meant to be used for the Jewish washing rituals. Each one held about 20 gallons or more. Now, why do we want to um, go to the stone? Well, that's because it was a, a stone is purified. It's, it, it, it purifies. And you're talking about 20 gallons, so you're talking 120 gallons of water that Jesus tells them to fill. Fill the pots with water right up to the brim. Verse 8, and then he said, now fill your pitchers and take them to the master of ceremonies. And when they poured out their pitcher for the master of ceremonies to sample, the water became wine. The water didn't become wine in the jars. The water became wine when they poured their uh, pitcher to give to the, to the uh, master of the ceremonies. When they poured out their pitcher for the master, the water became wine. So there is an act of faith that we have to do, okay? God tells us something, God gives us something, and we can perform a miracle, but we have to have an act of faith as well <clears throat> to do it. Remember when Elijah or Elisha went to the, I think it was Elijah, went to the, um, the woman of Zarephath or the widow and she didn't have any oil and, and he, she brought him a, a, a pot and he says, you know, well, the, the oil will not run out, okay? Get all, the, get all of the uh, uh, pots that you can and God filled them with oil. And then when she ran out of pots, the oil stopped. Now, 
you have to have an act of faith. The oil didn't stop, you know, until they ran out of pots or they stopped getting pots. Um, Nahum, uh, Naaman, in uh, in Second uh, Kings five, he goes um, to the to the to Elisha, and Elisha says, Elisha, however you want to say it, says, uh, go to the filthy Jordan River and dip seven times. He dips five times, nothing changes. Dips six times, nothing changes. Dips the seventh time, and his and his and his flesh becomes clean from this. Uh, from the um, uh, leprosy. It's the act of faith that we have to do. Sometimes we have to act in faith. I remember I was praying for a five-year-old gal. She, um, grandmother brought her to the healing rooms and, um, and the child was just in the wheelchair, never walked. Um, and, and so we started to pray. My partner and I started to pray and as we started to pray, she got up out of the wheelchair by herself. And she ran around the, the sanctuary. That was her act of faith. And God healed her body. I remember Catherine Coleman meetings. You know, she, God's doing something in the wheelchair section. Or God's doing something in the balcony with eyes. Test it out. Sometimes you have to test it out. I remember praying for a kid that was mostly blind, couldn't see out of, or he had really, really poor eyesight and God healed his eyes, but he had to go to the chart to check it out. I remember a friend of mine brought a, brought his sister-in-law to the healing rooms. She had cancer. And as she brought her, uh, as she came to the healing rooms, uh, she got healed, um, you know, during the prayer for sure, but she had no manifestation of the healing until the next day when, uh, when, when she was at church, she had color back in her skin. So here they come with these 20, 120 gallons of, or, or more of water. And when they gave it to, as they started to pour it out, it became wine. And this master of ceremonies was so impressed, he called the bridegroom over and said to him, you know, everybody serves the good wine first, and then when everybody's drank, that's when they pour, uh, have the poorer wine so nobody will notice. But he says, you have reserved the most exquisite wine until now. And then the Bible says in verse 11, this miracle in Cana was the first of many extraordinary miracles Jesus performed in Galilee. This is the sign revealing his glory and his disciples believed in him. I mean, I often wonder how many people came, hey, Jesus, can you do that to my well? <laughs> but don't forget, it wasn't just that the water was in the pots, but that when the water was poured out, that's when the miracle took place. We're gonna stop there, but I want you to, I want you to see that there is hope for you. If you're struggling with something, if you're struggling today, with, uh, with a word, you're struggling with, with uh, your calling, you're struggling with, with your life today. What is it that God has asked you to do? What is it that God has asked you to do? What is it that you need him to do? Take the step of faith. Now, I remember 
And God told me to come back to Reading um, months ago. And, um, and, and I was helping a friend in Alaska. And, uh, and then I went, you know, and I, and I had to get some time for myself. Well, I was supposed to come back in September. And, um, and I postponed it till the end of, till the end of uh, October. Er, yeah, till the end of October. And I flew to Seattle. I wanted to see my son and literally everything. Everything fell apart. I mean, I had to buy my own ticket, and uh, otherwise I was going to be stuck. And and so I, I took a step of faith, bought my own ticket, flew to Seattle, and everything in Seattle fell apart. Literally fell apart. I mean, I had planned to spend time with my son. I planned to spend some time with friends. Everybody was gone. The person I was supposed to spend uh, that time out, that I was going to have um, free housing, and. Um, and uh, that person ended up in the in the hospital, and I couldn't get the free housing. My f- other friends, they went to uh, Georgia to do it to a conference. Okay, so I, I couldn't even do what I was going to do with them. So I was stuck in Seattle for a couple of weeks. I had no place to stay in Reading yet, and so coming down to Reading uh, would have been really really hard. But then I remember it was on, I mean, I was spending money on hotels and things like that, money I didn't have. Um, and then so finally, um, I just felt like, yes, it's time. It was the middle of November. Uh, I can't remember if it was the second or third week of November. And um, and I just took a chance. And I, I got on Expedia and I got a plane ticket. I was going to take the train, but the Lord told me to check uh, one more time. And I checked Expedia and they had a special fare, could have been any airline. Uh, there were like four airlines that I, I just bought a special ticket that was very inexpensive, it was like $150. And I purchased the ticket. And then the next day I got an email and says, well, if you're willing to change your ticket to either the day before or the Thursday after, they would give, they would have it be 120. So I'm gonna save, 25 more bucks. So I did. I came back on a Sunday, landed at 3.30, went to the evening service at Bethel. I had to take a step of faith. I had to buy the ticket. And I worked on getting places, a place to stay. I had a place to stay. I was only supposed to be there a week, ended up being two weeks. And then somebody else, uh, the Lord told them to house me. So I, I, I went and I was housed. And then... Um, and then after two weeks, I needed a place. And I'm like, Lord. And then so a friend, uh, another person offered me their house and I paid. And and, and I was trying to get a um, into this uh, apartment and uh, that, that was based on my income. And um, <clears throat> it was supposed to be like a two, three year wait. And it ended up being like two weeks or 10 days, actually. And I was able to move in. So God was, God is able to do things. You take a step of faith and God meets you. Remember, he told Abraham, go to the land that I will show you. He didn't say you're going to go to this land. He said, go to the land that I will show you. But he had to leave. Okay, this time next year, your wife, Sarah, is going to have a baby. Well, he had to do the, um, he probably had to make love to her in order, uh, in order to do that. You have to take a step of faith. And I'm not saying that uh, it, it's not, 
um, it's not faith in your faith. It's faith in the one who is faithful. Okay? You pray and put yourself in an intersection with God. Like you're going to have a collision course with God. And he does it. I don't know how he does it, but he just does. If you need hope today, start declaring to yourself the God of all hope. The God of all hope will fill you with joy. He's the God of all hope. He is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Are you down? Are you hopeless today? Today is your day. Take a step of faith. Decree to yourself. Today, God is going to do a miracle through me and in me. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. You're not stuck. You're not stuck in the mud. I remember I was driving a, an RV and I got it stuck in, in a mud. I mean, I was in this on this um, driveway and, and I got off the driveway and got the RV stuck in the mud. We tried to take it out with a rope. It didn't come out. The rope actually broke. I had to call a tow truck who came and $400 later, we were out of the mud. Sometimes you need somebody to help you out of the mud and you need somebody to give you hope. These people at the wedding, they were hopeless. They didn't have any more wine. They couldn't afford any more wine. And I don't know what it is, but everybody drinks. Everybody drinks a lot at weddings. I have no idea what the deal is. But everybody was drinking. And then Jesus had to do a miracle. Jesus is ready to do a miracle. If your situation is so bad, you are in a prime position for a miracle. I am in a prime position for a financial miracle. You are in a prime position for a miracle in your life, in your body. I'm a firm believer in declarations. And, uh, and we're going to get into some at some point. Maybe I'll do another live on them. I don't know. But you start decreeing and declaring. Not just declaring them, but decreeing. Remember, you, if you are a believer, you are a king and a priest unto the Lord. Amen. Well, God bless you guys today. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, you know, we'll be back tomorrow. And, uh, and, we'll, and we'll go through some more of chapter two. Um, you know, John here re will record uh, the turning of the tables at the temple. I don't know necessarily know if it happened. I don't think this book is written in, book of John is written in chronological order, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you for joining me. Again, if you wanna to give to this ministry, 
TomAndSarahMinistries at gmail.com. Send me an email. I'll send you the links. I have Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, uh, Zelle. And, um, and you can give that way. Um, if you want to um, send a check, go ahead and do that. Uh, Tom and Sarah Ministries. And, um, you know, any gift, any gift will help. Buy my books. That helps as well. So anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. And, and recognize God's love and God's plan for you. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.